This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury, and this, of course, is Tech Talk This Morning. I'm on the phone with Kenneth Tan. He is the founder and CEO of BeLive Technology. They are the leading provider of live streaming solutions in Southeast Asia. Their platform employs advanced artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, developed specifically for live video analysis, live shopping and interactive live streaming. Live streams are powered by BeLive Technology have reached more than 100 million viewers worldwide, amounting to more than 50 million hours of content. The company is IMDA Singapore Digital accredited. They employ 80 people across its locations in Singapore and Vietnam. Now, the reason that I'm speaking with Kenneth is because they believe that live streaming videos are a better option for educational platforms as it allows for user interaction and makes lessons more dynamic. So, Kenneth, welcome to the show. Hey, Richard. Thanks so much for having me. Big pleasure to be here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. So a little bit of an introduction then. In the aftermath of the the pandemic, it's clear that some implemented systems like remote learning were shown to be viable additions or even replacements to traditional school systems. Tell me how um, BeLive decided to kind of get involved with this idea. Yeah, so um, we have all been afflicted or at some point been affected. I'm sure by the pandemic, it, it was actually the world's largest telecommuting exp- experiment, right? We all mm. yeah, got exposed to live video inadvertently without any choice. So yes, it was a great boon to the business and obviously a big strain on my personal, you know, mental health as well because I love to be around people and my teammates. Right. So, but you know, the business um, really thrived because of the pandemic and it just became easier for us to speak about live video without having to educate. So I guess that was the, the main difference. Mm-hmm. And that translated into, you know, educational, uh, in- education institution, institutions, right? Like uh, um, schools and even, you wouldn't believe it, corporate training as well, which I'll be happy to talk about more, right? Mm-hmm. But all of them, mm-hmm. because of the propensity to use live video daily with Zoom, Google Meets or whatnot, they were very open to uh, explore the idea and we didn't have to educate them. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've done training courses myself. I've led them. I've um, I've been involved with them. Um, I understand how it, it can be incredibly interesting, incredibly right. dynamic, and and that's the thing. You know, we're talking about education here specifically. Yeah. Now, how do you feel? I'll ask you a few questions first because obviously I have some kind of hang-ups about this, and I think obviously you're the person to address it. But how do you believe it can make a classroom more dynamic? First of all, yeah. So. Oh, I think the best way to depict this would be via use case. Right? Mm. A use case specifically in a classroom full of uh, phone resellers, right? So this is not a commonly you know, reported thing, but the ability to educate um, a group of corporate salespeople is, has been always been a challenge, right? Uh, because you need to get the message across and to get the selling dynamics uh, right. and the company culture accurately uh, depicted. Right. So mm. what's what's happened with uh, this use case, particularly for Samsung, right? What what we did with them uh, was during the pandemic, we ran a live video trivia training session. So mm. this is super interesting. Um, I'm not sure if you, Richard, have you heard of the uh, game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? 
I have indeed, yes. <laughs> yeah, so the live trivia show was exactly in that format. Um, a host would ask 10 questions about the Samsung Galaxy S10, right? Okay. The phone model that uh, you know Samsung was trying to educate their resellers across Vietnam about. There were 15,000 of them in the same oh, wow. room. Yeah, that's huge, right? So what they did then was ask 10 questions in a game show format about the Galaxy S10. So that's super uh-huh. interactive, right? You have multiple choices, A, B, or C. If you answer all 10 questions correctly, there will be a cash prize of $5,000 to the winner. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that was super. I mean, that was very creative, right? And uh, we had never thought of live stream uh, video being used in this way for education, and it was super effective as well. Yeah. I, I can imagine, not, not, not to mention the incentive of, of money <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was the main uh, point. Obviously, the host was a famous... Uh, influencer so she was uh, uh-huh. really eloquent and uh, she extolled the product virtues really well as well so um, in a typical corporate training session you would probably watch videos that are pre-recorded and mm. you know there might be some attempts at humor but it's mm-hmm. never interactive right you, you just sit there and it's passive viewing in live stream videos active viewing and active uh, participation and listening takes place right and you know mm. tons of research have shown that uh, active listening and participation you know, uh, really translates into uh, great learning opportunities and great learning. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that's great from a, a kind of corporate standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's look at it, you know, as a school or a higher learning educational standpoint. Um, yeah. One of the big issues that we faced here um, in, in Malaysia during that period is that um, a lot of kids who obviously couldn't attend school and had yeah. to learn online via you know, the, the mobile device or the, the yeah. laptop, the yeah. PC, whatever it is. A lot of these households only really had one device. Right. Um, and so obviously that becomes a problem, especially yeah. if you've got more than one kid at home. Um, yes. How How is this being addressed, do you think? Yeah, so this is um, not effectively being addressed in, even in, in Vietnam and, uh, where we're mm. the team. So it really has to be addressed by the uh, governing bodies. I think this... Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in Singapore, the Infocom Media Authority of Singapore, Development Authority of Singapore, IMDA, they have a great initiative recently because, you know, we, we do have the same problem here as well, single yeah. device households. Mm-hmm. Um, they are actively pushing um, corporates, uh, even even themselves dipping into their reserves and dipping into their budgets to uh, mm. purchase more devices. And they're making the application process really easy as well. So I think that's right. key. Processes yeah. to be streamlined and um, benefit of doubts have to be the benefit of doubt has to be given, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than taking a glass half empty approach, you you basically say that okay, I I recognize that this need exists. Education mm-hmm. takes priority, and you know I think policies need to reflect that as well, right? I know it's you know mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big ask, and I'm not in position to comment on that. But mm-hmm. if the governing policies do not reflect the um, importance of education, naturally the uh, you know resulting departments would have more. Um, slowdowns or processes yeah. to maybe combat the uh, fraudulent claims, you know. So yeah, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, I think the governing mm. bodies need to uh, make a make a stand on this. Mm. Now, what one of the things here is, I mean, I, I love the idea of, of you know live streaming for education. I think it yeah. solves an awful lot of problems. I, I really yeah. do, um, yeah. and I do think it, it it is the future. But my my one concern with this is yeah. one of the reasons that people love being in schools is that that there's that social interaction 
you yeah. know, there's there's being sat next to somebody and having a conversation. And, and like you, Kenneth, you know, I like to be around people. Yeah. Um, well, and it's yeah. ne- it's never quite the same when when you're online or you yes. know whether you're streaming or not. How do you get around that though? Yeah, so I, it has to be. I mean, um, Richard, you and I both right. We spoke about this earlier as well. I really enjoy the water cooler conversations. Right? Yeah, and this will never be replaced by live video. So live video is not here to replace bonds, right? You're here to strengthen bonds. And the way to do that is really insert interactive elements um, that tailor towards the student's experience, right? So for example, uh, with our partners in China, that uh, there is a partner called Agora that we work really closely with. So what they do is they're actually leading um, live stream software education provider in China, right? They really weave the classroom experiences into the live stream software. So unlike Zoom, they have uh, options to um, have on-demand quizzes, right? And the quizzes are really interactive and uh, reward students for answering correctly, right? Mm. They have the ability to have a lobby where um, the students interact during break times, right? Mm-hmm. And what we have seen in, let's say, our partners in Korea, NP Inc., right? So NP Inc. is the one of the leading XR or extended reality software providers in, in South Korea. They produce concerts for BTS, uh, music videos for Blackpink, for example, and also uh, education and commerce use cases, right? So what yeah. they have done is create an environment where, you know, even during a live stream DAO, right, where perhaps the teacher is taking a break, you can actually interact in a lobby where versions of yourself appear in as avatars in or you mm-hmm. buzzword is the metaverse, right? That's a buzzword, right? Yeah. But in reality, it's just a room where a, a depiction of you exists and you interact with each other, right? So obviously, it's not going to replace real life bonds, but still, it's really exciting, especially for um, younger adults and even children to have uh, mm. classmates appear as uh, you know avatars of themselves in this. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think interesting stuff. Yeah, it has to be a blend, right? It can't be just online. Mm. It has to mm-hmm. be a blend as well. Okay, uh, let's take a short break here, Kenneth. I'm on the phone with Kenneth Tan. He's the founder and CEO of BeLive Technology. They're a leading provider of live streaming solutions in Southeast Asia. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Balanced Frank Medium, BFM. 89.9. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Welcome back to Tech Talk this morning. I'm on the phone with Kenneth Tan. He is the CEO and founder of BeLive Technology, leading provider of live streaming solutions in Southeast Asia. Uh, their platform employs advanced artificial intelligence, machine learning, developed specifically for live video analysis. We're talking today about um, education and live streaming solutions for education. Um, Now, Kenneth, we've addressed a couple of issues here, um, single device households. um, One of the things that, um, and and I spoke to a few of my um, educator friends and colleagues and, you know, uh, just to kind of get their... um, understanding of what things were like during the pandemic you know that their pain points uh, yeah. as a teacher trying to teach a 
not uh, an, an invisible classroom of unruly kids, so to speak. <laughs> you know, and you know, talking to them about what some of their issues were, um, and one of the things that they they kept highlighting was was. Um, assessments and, and uh, how do they handle assessments via live stream sessions um, right. do you have solutions for that as well yeah so not particularly during the pandemic right because what happened during the pandemic was um, solution providers were forced to quickly iterate and evolve to match the use cases that were present the problem was uh, as you mentioned correctly your friends did not discover these problems until they were well maybe halfway through the pandemic that's right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what we have seen since then, um, we have seen solutions that have been, uh, pro- provided privacy and we've seen solutions that are, you know, uh, have a great deal of uh, protection around the answers and the things uh, mm-hmm. that are used for assessment. So in this case, a quite unlikely use case, um, we actually use a live stream solution for a corporate, what I call it, board meeting, EGM, Extraordinary General mm-hmm. Meeting, where mm-hmm. votes need to be present and votes need to be absolutely secret and private, right? right. So yeah. we have to evolve the solution to tailor uh, it to the company's needs, their particular questions, and the parameters around which the questions could be answered, right? So there is no, I mean, particularly for multiple choice questions, it's quite in, easy to uh, to kind of uh, make an assessment on. You just have to select the right answer. Mm-hmm. And sure no cheating is involved. But at this moment, we have not seen great solutions for open-ended questions, right? Let, let's mm-hmm. say if you're... Mm-hmm. Let's say if a chat GPT, I'm not sure you heard of it, it's an AI solution. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yes. I'm sure we're going to broach that topic soon, but what if you are on a Zoom call and someone uses chat GPT uh, without you knowing and uh, answers mm-hmm. open question? There's no mm-hmm. way you can detect it on the fly, right? So mm-hmm. I think the parameters have to be set correctly. The environment needs to be uh, designed to contain the assessment. I think that's the best way of uh, doing it rather mm-hmm. than trying to solve you know, all instances or possibilities. Yeah. Mm. And that's the thing. I mean, and it's every kind of tech. Um, it, yeah. it advances so quickly, um, but especially over the last couple of years, we, we've seen things we didn't expect to be where we are three yeah. years ago. You know, um, and, and like you mentioned, things like Chat GPT that's kind of ramped up even in within the last two or three months. That's become yeah. Yeah. hot topic and hot potato. I've been speaking about it almost every day for the past. <laughs> month, so. yeah. um, you know. Um, the other issue then, of course, is things like um, guidelines, Ministry of Education guidelines, yeah. you know, education yeah. quality assessment body, all of that kind of stuff. How do you ensure that the content that you're providing um, meets these guidelines? Is it presented to you by the school and then presented via your platform? Is that how it, how it works? Yeah, so we don't control the content. We are solution I providers. I see. You're just the facilitator. Yeah, but we do have, you know, been we, we do have uh, instances where we have references and we're lucky enough to have partners that have great success in education globally. So what we do is we get content guidelines from these partners, right? Um, like the aforementioned Agora and the likes of them. And yeah. we kind of try and translate them to our content creators. In this instance, the uh, educators, right? So it's not really to influence the way they, they think, but it's more of to provide them a guideline of which kind of lessons work best in the environment, which is live video. So that's mm. important. Right? The, the design of the lesson has to be, be specifically created for a live video session. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. that's that's why I think should be a, uh, you know, important. And whether it translates to the Ministry of Education's guidelines or not, I'm sure the teachers have a good grasp on what is acceptable and what is not. The trick or the uh, issue is how 
are the governing bodies, you know, uh, looking at this deeply enough to say that, hey, this assessment can be, you know, particularly designed for a live stream session. I don't think mm-hmm. that's happening yet. They're more like treating live stream like, uh, you know, if you can't do it right now, if, if in case there's another lockdown, there you go. But if not, we prefer physical assessment. So that's what mm. we're at the moment. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I've got a few more minutes left with you yet. Um, sure. And, and let's just break it down and be, and be fairly brutal about this. The pros and cons of uh, virtual classrooms. Um, right. we, we, we've given a few pros. Let, let's hear some more first. What do you have for me? Yeah, so interaction, right? I think the typical classroom um, where people sit physically, right? Mm-hmm. There are some students who might be really, really shy or really, really, um, you know, averse to speaking publicly. You yeah. know, their true personas can come out in a virtual environment, right? And yeah. this has not been explored before. I mean, you know, Richard, you and I, when we were um, students, I'm sure we didn't have the luxury of hiding behind a moniker and, you know, present. And Sadly uh, not, no. Yeah, so this is something <laughs> that we can, you know, potentially do. And who knows, it might unlock a new realm of uh, possibilities for students who might be brilliant, but mm. might have an uh, issue communicating, might have mm. issue expressing themselves right so that's one huge pro that i see mm-hmm. mm. right? so the next section there has to be some cons kind of there has to be for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah as, as you mentioned correctly i mean live stream can never replace the real bonds we have yeah we will create in real life and you know if we all depend on live video and uh, we never get to meet our friends or our our teachers or our fellow schoolmates you know, these bonds can never deep, deepen or worse, they can't, can't even be created, right? I know of some right. colleagues that are, you know, they have particularly the whole work um, relationship. They join, just join a new company, right? So the whole career, they have never met a single one of their colleagues and it's taking a toll for them. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, my even my four-year-old son, right? He's, he's just returned to school uh, one year plus ago, right? During the pandemic, he was, uh, you know, primarily being educated online, even though it was like two or three years old, right? So he really couldn't connect with his uh, classmates or his teacher that well, and he had a mm-hmm. huge worst reaction going to school, right? So big con there. Um, I do think as well in uh, developing countries or developing regions, you know, luxury of uh, network latency or network connectivity might not be the best, yeah. right? So yeah. that is a huge issue and a stumbling block for a live stream video classroom to uh, happen as well. Mm-mm. So, so where next then, Kenneth? What's happening next? Mm-hmm. So I spoke a bit about AI, right? I can I can extol the benefits of uh, deeper interaction, extended reality, sentiment analysis, even. But mm. I do want to touch a bit about AI. I, I know you you must you must be sick of speaking about ChatGPT. Oh no, I'll, I'll <laughs> speak about it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, the likes of the of tools like this are really revolutionary, right? I have no doubt that education needs to evolve to match the uh, uh, widespread use, eventual widespread use of uh, AI tools like this. It's going to be the next Google, right? So Mm. the curriculums, if they don't evolve quickly enough, the students that we produce will quickly be eliminated by the ability to uh, uh, even regurgitate frameworks, right? So when I'm talking Mm -hmm. about frameworks, I'm talking about ChatGPT giving you an explanation framework for a certain solution, right? So anybody can answer that. You don't need a consultant, an analyst to do that. ChatGPT can do that for you. If the curriculum uh, of the governing bodies uh, do not change and do not 
um, evolve to maybe tailor the student's mindset a little bit to help them ask the right questions to a AI tool. Mm. You know, we are going to be severely uh, under-equipped for the uh, AI revolution, right? I think, oh, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Our, my son, right? My uh, even, even older teenagers, right? They will be in for a huge shock when ChatGPT mm. takes full flight. Yeah, this mm. is really quite uh, mind-blowing. It, it, it's it's pretty incredible technology. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Kenneth, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thanks so much, Richard. I really enjoyed the uh, chat. Me too. Absolute pleasure. Let's have you back sometime. Yes. For sure, for sure. I'm be waiting. Great. Um, I've been on the phone, folks, with Kenneth Tan. He's the founder and CEO of BeLive Technology. If you don't know who they are, they are the leading provider of live streaming solutions in Southeast Asia. Um, If you missed any part of the show, go and download the podcast. It's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play via the BFM app. I'm Rich Bradbury for Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9, the business station. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.